You're listening to the Gates Church Podcast. For more information or to support this ministry, please visit thegates.org. This has already been said more than once, but I want to repeat. It's, it's a good day. I'm happy to be here. It's a great day to be uh, gathered together in God's house in the name of Jesus and to uh, have the opportunity to worship together and fellowship and have coffee together and uh, also hear from God's word and have this message uh, today. Uh, if you're visiting or new, I want to catch you up a little bit. We've been uh, spending our summertime so far in Galatians chapter 5, where Paul writes a letter to a church and he lists what we call uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And if you're not familiar with the fruit of the Spirit, it is uh, a list of attributes which which Paul gives us that we can expect and hope for uh, to see in our lives as believers of Jesus Christ. This is the activity and the reality of God at work in us to change us and grow us into his likeness. And I, I also want to remind, firstly, remind myself, but also remind us, as I did at the beginning of this series, that it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's not different things from which we can be selective or pick and choose, but it's one thing. Paul calls it the fruit of the Spirit, which is a little confusing because then he goes on to list what they are. But we have to receive them as a whole. And, and I say this because there is the temptation for me and perhaps for you as well as we go through and we, we hear a different message each Sunday about a different aspect of the fruit where one week we may think, well, yeah, uh, peace, peace. I connect with that and I want to grow in that in my life and see this, this fruit of the spirit, you know, more evident in me with this idea of peace and so on. But then we come, uh, the next Sunday, and we hear a message about patience, and we think to ourselves, well, patience, that is just not for me. I'm not a patient person. I don't, I don't connect with that, but hopefully my neighbor sitting next to me does, and that's more their thing, and, you know, together we'll work it all out. No, that's not correct, okay? God gives us this gift of his spirit as a singular fruit, and then Paul describes a variety of ways which it takes shape in our hearts. So like I said, each Sunday we're just uh, talking about one of the words which Paul gives us. And today's word that I'll be focusing on is kindness. If you have your Bibles, uh, feel free to open them up. We'll be in Galatians chapter 5. I'll be reading verses 22 and finishing in verse 26. And I hope that by this point, we're halfway through this summer, that some of us can kind of mouth along with the list of the fruits of the Spirit as we hear them each and every week. It's good to know what these are. Okay, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit let us not become conceited provoking one another envying one another 
So as with each part of the fruit of the Spirit, we, we do well to ask ourselves what Paul might mean when he says what he says, whether it's joy, peace, or patience, or today, kindness. Well, what does kindness mean, or what did perhaps Paul mean when he said kindness? Because kindness is a word, and it might mean something different to each one of us, depending on what we associate it with. Are we called to be, uh, what does kindness mean to you? Maybe it means uh, niceness, or or, um, well, I don't know. What does it mean to, to you? Uh, let's, let's talk about the, the Greek word just briefly, and then we'll kind of consider what that might mean, and hopefully that'll help us um, get closer to the meaning that Paul would have had for us when he said kindness. The Greek word for kindness is Christodes. I don't know if I said it right or not, but the the word appears in the New Testament a handful of times. Uh, Paul says it a few different times, and we're going to actually read some other verses and other letters from Paul uh, further down as in the message as well. But uh, let's talk about this particular word, Christodes. Uh, in essence, this kind of this type of kindness is one that is marked by expressing goodness towards other people without selfish ambition. This kind of kindness is an expression of goodness towards other people without selfish ambition. It's a pure sort of kindness. This may sound familiar to us. I really liked the way that another pastor described this word, and so I'm going to read that for you right now. Timothy Keller says that Christodes, or kindness, is an ability to serve others practically in a way which makes me vulnerable which comes from having a deep inner security. Its opposite is envy, which we read about at the end of our passage in Galatians. Its opposite is envy, which leaves me unable to rejoice in another's joy. And its fake alternative is manipulative good deeds, doing good for others so I can congratulate myself and feel like I'm good enough for others or for God. This is how God's Spirit causes us to be kind towards one another. This is what it can and should look like. We're no longer um, gritting our teeth while we smile. We're no longer seeking only to help other people when it makes us feel better or builds our own kingdom in some way. And we're certainly not kind towards other people in order to get closer to God or to earn his love or favor or anything like that. No, Christians are kind and, and we express kindness to people needing nothing in return. We do good not to earn God's favor, but we express God's favor to others as we have experienced it in our own lives. So this kindness comes from the very root of who we are in Jesus and what we know because of Jesus. Now, when we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, um, oftentimes we say, well, what, what should this look like? Or what is a practical example of, of being loving or, or having peace or, or expressing kindness to other people? And this is good for us to ask uh, for specific or concrete examples. Um, and so in thinking about this as I prepared, I was reminded of a similar scenario in the Gospel of Luke 
where uh, Jesus was teaching and a man uh, approached him, a lawyer, in fact, and he said uh, he wanted a concrete example from Jesus because he was wondering about how to be saved. So he asked Jesus, well, what do I have to do to be saved or to have salvation? And Jesus says, you tell me. And this man knew the Old Testament, and so he quoted the greatest two commandments, which Jesus agrees with, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and the second would be to love your neighbor as yourself. And so he says this to Jesus, and Jesus says, very well. But there's more. He wants, he wants to know specifically what he has to do. And as we read, we'll see that there's actually something in his heart that's not quite right. He, he, he's looking for an exemption. So he says to Jesus, yeah, I'm supposed to love my neighbor, but who exactly would that be? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, and I'll be reading from Luke 10:30 30 to 37. A man was going. This is quite the answer to the question. It's a story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, another religious leader, he came to the place and saw him, and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him, and he bound up his wounds, poured on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, which is two days' wages, and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spend, I will repay you when I come back. And Jesus speaks to the lawyer and says, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. There are so many layers to this story, hardly any of which I will get at, but the one that I want to remind us is that Samaritans and Jews historically hated one another. They did not get along. They had a bad history. Samaritans in particular were certainly looked down upon socially. But the point that I get in light of kindness and reading this story is that the work of the Spirit will cause us to be less like the religious leaders who saw the need and went to the opposite side to get away from it, and more like the Samaritan man who saw the need of the person who certainly was not his neighbor, technically speaking, but nonetheless he went and expressed kindness to the man who was beaten and left for dead. Why should we do this? 
Why, why, why are we compelled? Is it because, well, Jesus told me to, and so I guess I'm going to have to do it in order to obey Jesus? Well, sort of. But like I said, it's actually a part of who we are. If we know and understand and have received Jesus, we've experienced God's grace or kindness to us firsthand, haven't we? We've experienced God's grace firsthand. And so it's deeper than just a a moral lesson about overcoming social boundaries and stuff. Jesus is getting at the spiritual reality of who he is, who we are, and, and frankly what Jesus came to do and save us into. And so he cuts right through the lawyer's specific question and gets to his heart, revealing his sin and, and we don't know what we can assume uh, brought him to a place of repentance as well. So yes, we are to be more like the Samaritan man in our kindness towards people. But as I was considering this passage, I also couldn't help but feel that maybe we can identify as well with the man who was on the side of the road. You see, we were, we were once in his place, the, the pit of despair, as David calls it in the Psalms. We were once lost, doomed, left for dead in our sin, when God in his kindness came towards us, rescued us, cleaned us up, lifted us up, and said, whatever it takes... I will repay to make this person healthy and whole again. We did nothing to deserve the help that God offered us whatsoever, but we desperately needed it, didn't we? God has been so merciful towards us. And so as we believe this and and we follow Jesus where he's leading us and what he's telling us to do in this life, we'll have his Holy Spirit with us, and and he will change our perspective so that we can genuinely show that kindness towards any and all people. After all, this is the way that God has loved us, isn't it? And so we're hopefully we're no longer asking like the lawyer, well... Who is my neighbor, hoping for exemptions or ways that we can pick and choose? Rather, our question should be, how can I be a neighbor? How can I show kindness to the people around me? And this is why at the start I said, well, uh, each of the fruits of the Spirit is part and parcel of the package of the Holy Spirit's activity in our lives. We're not... We don't have the option to pick and choose or omit certain ones and think, well, that's, that's something that I'm not called to or whatever. No, they're all part of the character of God manifest in his believers. Paul speaks about this, the misunderstanding or, or hypocrisy of the church. He's, he's talking to the church in Romans and telling them that if they would uh, unjustly cast judgment on other people, that they're misunderstanding God's grace on themselves. Romans 2 verse 4 says this. Again, speaking to hypocrisy 
in the church, do you have contempt on the riches of God's generosity, tolerance, and patience? Do you have contempt for it? Don't you realize that God's kindness is supposed to lead you to change your heart and life? I would underscore that last question in verse 4, as Paul highlights the kindness of God and the effect that it's to have in us as we follow him. Don't we realize that God's kindness is supposed to lead us to change our hearts and lives? If we don't, we're missing the point. There's another description where Paul tells us in amazing detail about how God is being kind to us. Ephesians 2, 4-8 to and remember the man of, or the, excuse me, remember the story of the man on the side of the road and the Good Samaritan as we read this as well. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. These messages about the fruit of the Spirit each week so far, and no doubt as we continue, um, over and over they humble me, right? They continue to humble me um, as I read the fruits of the Spirit again and again and get to know them by heart. I realize over and over how much room I have left to grow as a follower of Jesus, and this is humbling, which is good for me. On the other hand, there are definitely times where the fruit of God's Spirit is evident in my life, right? Where I, where I catch a glimpse of the changes that the Holy Spirit has made in me or is making in me based on how I behave. And in, in each of these times, I, I'm amazed and it causes me to praise God for what He's done. I don't know about you. Maybe you are an extremely kind person, and this is maybe more natural for you when you hear about kindness. This isn't the one which you think, oh, I want to skip over that because, well, God has already brought you to that place in a certain way. On the other hand, maybe you struggle deeply to express kindness to others in this way that we've been called to. In either case, we all fall somewhere uh, along the spectrum. In either case, I want to remind us that we have room to grow in this area, more into the likeness of Jesus, whose spirit we have and who is growing in his believers. Again, I'll tell us, God has shown us kindness by his saving grace. And so my prayer is that as we receive this and believe it, that our hearts would be continue to be changed in order to show this kindness to our neighbors for the glory of God. Amen. I'm going to 
close in prayer. And as I pray, the band can come up and they'll begin playing. And after they, after I pray, we'll have a short time of, for communion as well and singing in response to God's word. Let's pray. Lord, first, I just want to thank you for the reminders from Scripture this morning of the fact that you are rich in your mercy towards us, Lord. You have saved us. You've brought us out of the darkness and death of sin into the glorious light of life with you. We can never thank you enough, God, for this gift of salvation and all that it means. Lord, I pray for anyone here who has not received this gift that your spirit would be stirring in our hearts, God, and turning us to believe and embrace this good news and receiving the gift of salvation. As well, God, my request, as with each week over these summer months, is just that we would see growth, God, that you would be moving us and we would have soft hearts that would allow you to move us to have Uh, deeper roots for this fruit of the spirit to have deeper roots in our hearts and the evidence would become more and more as we walk with you god thank you for the fact that your kindness this significant part of the fruit of the spirit is at work in our midst lord i thank you for your kindness in Uh, the people of this church, God, in and behind the scenes and the ways that uh, your spirit is evident as we show kindness to one another, to our neighbors and to the world, Lord. We give you the glory for that, and I thank you for, for your love in this church. God, as we leave, I ask just for you to compel us in this way to be kind to people in the way that you have shown us kindness that we would have a deeper understanding of that and be enabled to work in the world in this way so thank you lord that your spirit is alive and it's uh, working in each one of us as we believe lord and that you are faithful to us and forgiving to us and loving to us god you are so good we pray this all in the name of jesus amen